awesome friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. Hope you guys are having an absolutely terrific, blessed day today, and hope you guys are getting ready to have a great, awesome weekend and enjoy yourselves. Down here in Florida, it's supposed to be nice and hot, as usual, but it's Florida. We're used to it. <laughs> and be sure to check out the Ultimate Multiple Powder. We're getting real low on inventory on that, and it is going off sale this weekend, and so we got another big batch coming in, but that sale will be finalizing this weekend for 20% off on the Ultimate Multiple Powder, so be sure to check that out if you have not gotten it yet, and also the product of the week, the Purple Sticks, on sale right now for 20% percent off check those out as well now i got some great news especially for a lot of my military friends in the air force and so forth and the space force and hopefully hopefully it's going to set precedent very very quickly now for a lot of the other armed forces and other branches the federal court now has halted air force covid19 vaccine mandates as coast guard members as well are seeking class action lawsuits now, you guys remember back on uh, July 14th, there was a temporary restraining order on the mandate of the injections, and that ran out on um, the 28th. And so the, yesterday, the judge came back in. The federal court in Ohio, the judge has now issued a preliminary injunction prohibiting the U.S. Air Force from enforcing its COVID-19 mandate, vaccine mandate against religious exemptions. The U.S. District Court for the Southern District Ohio order and Doster versus Kendall remains effective until a full trial is complete. This is going to be very interesting to watch. and I really, really hope we get some good attorneys in this because they have already been fighting tooth and nail. And I'm going to go into detail on this in a second. And this is why I told everybody from the very beginning, if you guys want to rewind these shows back to 2020, and I told people that were in the military, people that were basically in different businesses, I said, please, if everybody keeps pushing back, they cannot force everybody to get an RNA gene therapy spike, spike protein producing shot into your body. Now, I know a lot of people that stood their ground, and I was greatly, greatly appreciative of that. Because as I've said many a times, if one or two people out of millions resist, it's easy to crush distance very, very quickly and swiftly make an example out of people. You start having... Thousands of people out of millions, it gives people's attention. You start having tens of thousands and hundreds of thousands out of a few million, now all of a sudden you start getting a huge, huge pushback. And that is what people have to remember in this country. You have a right to say no, and the U.S. military denied that right and said you don't have a religious exemption because, well, we don't agree with it. And when they're on the say here, this new, temp, uh, this new preliminary injunction protects all active duty airmen, active reserves, National Guardsmen, Air Force Academy cadets, Air Force Reserve Command, and Space Force members. The ruling comes in as members of the U.S. Coast Guard, represented by Liberty Council, requested a federal judge in Florida to grant them a class action status as well. It also comes after Thomas More Society attorneys won the first preliminary injunction in the U.S. against the Air Force vaccine mandate on behalf of one of its officers in the Ohio filed in Georgia. The Ohio case filed in Georgia. In that case, U.S. District Court Judge Tillman Seth issued a blistering rebuke of the Air Force's refusal to grant religious exemptions. The Ohio ruling was a big win for religious freedom. He went on to say, the attorney said, the vaccine mandates have been a disaster for this country and for the military. The Air Force's insistence 
on forcing all of its members to take an experimental injection, one of which has been proven again and again not to prevent infection over the sincere objections of people of faith, is both unconscionable and unconstitutional. In the Ohio case, the Biden administration argued that the federal court did not have jurisdiction to rule. However, Judge Matthew McFarland disagreed. He went on to say it is empathetic to to the province and the duty of the judicial department to say what is law. In Florida, the Liberty Council filed an amended complaint in federal court with Judge Stephen Meriday seeking class action relief for plaintiffs who currently serve in the U.S. Coast Guard. They're filing a class action lawsuit, guys. This is a big deal. The plaintiffs have refused to receive an injection that violates their sincerely held religious beliefs since all the COVID shots are associated with aborted fetal tissue. Liberty Council said, noting that they have been unlawfully refused the religious exemption or accommodation. And noted disciplinary actions have begun. Our courageous Coast Guard heroes have taken an oath to uphold the Constitution and defend this country from enemies both foreign and domestic. Their constitutional rights are not quarantined while they are defending this nation. The Department of Defense continues to violate the law and ignore the religious freedom. This lawlessness will end. A declaration filed in the case in April revealed shocking evidence of the abuse, intimidation, and retaliation military members are facing over the Biden COVID shot mandate, including service members who've actually committed suicide. So this Florida judge who is now granting the Coast Guard members to actually go forward with this class action lawsuit and this Ohio judge who has now issued a full preliminary injunction and remain effective until the full trial is held now and basically barring any and all air members, Air Force, Space Force, anybody from being able to be forced to get this shot if they have a religious exemption is a huge win for constitutional rights. And again, why I've encouraged so many people to get together and stay strong as one. And as you see now, a lot of these military members, they need to go in and stand together on this and continue to push back as much as they can. This is just the beginning phase. This has to continue to push back. We have to get on the offensive now. And again, I'm extremely proud of our service members that are standing forward on this and pushing back. Because as we've seen now over the last couple years, like the last year and a half, they're continually coming in now and trying to invert what is truth. I mean, they've come in now and said a man can have a baby. That's 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 the new new gender law now. Men can have babies. Okay, that's that's not factual at all. Oh, the vaccine is safe and effective. No, it's not. It's RNA gene therapy. It's never been safe, nor is it effective at all. Then they come in now and they say, oh, we're not in a recession. We we're at we're we're changing the definition of a recession, even though two you know <laughs> two concurrent GDP decreases now in quarters uh, that that's not a recession now we're stabilizing into a stronger economy even though they just came out this morning and basically showed that the GDP for Q2 is officially a negative 0.9 that's not a recession guys it's not a recession we're we're, we're just getting ready to stabilize more more effectively remember how two years ago they said oh this inflation is just transitory it's not – this inflation is not really happening. You don't know what's really going on, peasants. You don't realize what's happening. This is totally transitory. This will be gone in a couple months. As you can see now, everything – the real numbers are 20, 25, 30 percent true inflationary numbers when you look at the pump, when you look at eggs, when you look at bread, when you look at milk, when you look at almost all commodities that are rolling around, 20 to 30 percent, not the little 8 or 9 percent they keep throwing the number around. Oh, but remember, it's in transitory. This, again, is what I say almost every show. It's all about inverting what is right and wrong. If you can make people believe a complete and total lie, and then you can make them believe another lie, and then another lie, 
and then another lie. And you continue to snowball those lies. Eventually, people will believe anything you continue to tell them, exactly what Goebbels said in World War II Nazi Germany. This is exactly what they're doing now. This whole, we're not in a recession, as you're seeing negative GDP numbers for the second quarter. Oh, men can have babies. Men menstruate. Men do anything that we say they do because, well, it's science. It's not science, guys. It's complete and total delusional psychosis of individuals that are coming in and trying to invert what is real and what is right. This is all about removing biblical laws, removing natural laws, and removing complete and total ethics and morals from society. And I am so glad now that we've got a service members in the Air Force that have finally set the precedent for this and in the Coast Guard that are rolling this out now to push back as hard as they can. So again, if you're in the military, if you're involved in this, because there's a high probability, guys, be, be sure of this, even a lot of these individuals that got the shot and they pushed through it and they may have had side effects, they may have not. At the end of the day, you have to remember, you have a right to say no. I have a strongly held religious belief. I help dozens of people do this in different businesses. Always remember as well, there's a high probability this isn't going to stop in the military. They're going to keep trying to push this. This is the reason why they're saying by the beginning of September, Pfizer's going to have their new bivalent shot out that's going to cover all these different spectrums of different variants. We have the, we have the Omnicron Transformer T-Rex variant that's out now. You've got to get another shot for it. Got to get your eighth booster. Come on, guys. You got to get it. The high probability they're going to push this in the Air Force and the military and all the other branches now and try to get people to do it. This is setting the precedent. Keep pushing forward. Keep up the fight because everybody has a right to question the narrative, especially when nothing you're being told makes sense. What do you think, Dan? Uh, you're 100% right, Austin. The, the, the problem that we have is that the vast majority of the military has already taken the vaccine. Yeah, That's set the precedent. And, and now the other, the other guys are saying, well, we're not going to do it. So they're, do, they're using those guys as a, basically as an example, even though the, the court ruled they couldn't be you know, sanctioned or basically discharged for this with the Air Force. They went gone ahead and done it anyhow. And it's going to take a class action lawsuit, but then you're going to run into the separations of the judiciary and the power of the state and who's in charge, if it's Biden, if it's the Congress. It's going to be a big quagmire is what it's going to be. It's going to end up in the Supreme Court, what's going to end up happening with it. And and the sad part about all of this stuff is that these guys are just trying to maintain their rights and say, look, you can't do this to us. It's, just, it's an experimental vaccine, and we don't want to take it. You know, they used to do this stuff all the time. You know, when they would be deployed to a you know, theater of war, and they'd say, okay, you have to take all these vaccines. And a lot of them get sick and some of them die from the vaccines. But, you know, they were actually going to war to go into a theater of war and they don't want to catch certain diseases. And, you know, I don't really agree with all of that, that forcing them to do that. But the reality is, I mean, these guys aren't going to off the war. We're not we're not in any active war right now. And they're still being told they have to take these shots and they're experimental. And, they, and that camaraderie, whatever that thing is that they've approved, it's not even the one they're being injected with. And the sad part about all of this is, is that all of those guys in the military should have stood up to this, but they're so programmed to follow orders and to just do what they're told to do. And so I'm really, really glad the Coast Guard is doing this, and I, I wish the I wish the entire military would do this because there's a certain point that you just can't put up with this nonsense anymore. But then what does it do? It causes a further disunity in the ranks of the military. Remember, Obama had a whole bunch of the Patriots paged, a whole bunch of them. Bunch of the guys who wouldn't turn their guns on American citizens. They had a little acid test they gave him as far as testing, and he got rid of a whole bunch of majors and colonels and generals and said, "You guys are done. You're out. And uh, you say anything about it, you won't get your pensions." And so they shut up and you know went their merry way and just walked away. And this is exactly what's happening again. This is another acid test of seeing how many of these people will be compliant. Plus, 
it massively reduces the readiness of our armed forces with all of these people now coming down with all these heart problems and pericarditis and myocarditis and strokes and seizures and death rates all over the world. Another doctor just died, 29-year-old triathlete, just dropped dead, just dropped dead. They're saying, oh, it wasn't COVID-related. It's always a myth. I mean, COVID-shot related. They're already saying, oh, it wasn't COVID-shot related, but she was fully vaccinated. And, and, and it's sad to me because I'm seeing all of these side effects in so many different people on an ongoing basis who've been vaccinated and all kinds of health problems. They were super healthy until they took the vaccine. Now, all of a sudden, they stay sick all the time. They're having all kinds of issues with their bodies rejecting things, all types of problems as far as their joints, all types of problems with having to have knee replacement surgery. And it just goes on and on and on and on. I visited another medical friend of mine, a medical doctor friend of mine. who was a cardiologist in the hospital yesterday, took the vaccine. Since he took the vaccine, he's had nothing but health problems, including that knee replacement. Now, all of a sudden, because of the knee replacement and all the drugs they gave him for the knee replacement, he's gone in and had basically had to have his neck surgery, like three neck surgeries now, all since the vaccine was injected in him. And it's sad because I'm seeing over an overabundance of this happening in the medical profession and people all over the world, primarily high-level athletes that should never be dying of heart attacks or heart disease or strokes or blood clots in their 20s and 30s and 40s. Well, we talk about this repeatedly. And now we're starting to see that the FDA is warning that puberty blockers and these children with people like Rachel Levine pushing them, that puberty blocker blockers in children may cause brain swelling and vision loss in children. Because if the child wasn't confused enough, now they could have brain swelling because causing brain damage and eyesight problems. Earlier this month, the U.S. Food and Drug Administration added a warning to these different types of hormones, commonly known as puberty blockers, indicating that there were serious risks for those who take them. The U.S. Drug Administration identified six cases of females between the ages of 5 and 12 who were taking these drugs, and basically they were getting you know, intracranial high hypertension. They were getting basically pressure inside their skull that was spontaneously increasing, which can cause brain swelling, causing severe headaches, nausea, double vision, even permanent vision loss, according to Mayo Clinic. The agency considered the cases serious, and based on these reviews, determined that the blockers – they should have a warning ad label added to the precaution of the product against using them. Now, stop for one second and think through this with me. You know, this is a serious conflict with the U.S. Assistant Secretary of Health, the guy, Rachel Levine, Levine that, that weirdo cross-dressing pervert who claims that there's no argument among medical professionals and that youth should have access to gender-affirming care, such as puberty blockers, and it's valuable and important. He didn't even talk about the side effects. Levine's critics have charged it with conflating the impotence of the LGBT quality with those seeking to limit minors from accessing certain potentially life-altering gender transition therapies. Opponents of the LGBTQ weirdos have targeted trans and queer youth to score political points, all to distract from the fact that they do not have any solutions to the problems that we face today, said Levine, speaking on her own personal capacity, according to Fox News. Problems we have today... Problems that you we have today that you, the Kabbalist weirdos, have caused with all of these weird things that you tell these kids? Uh, yesterday, one of our listeners sent me a link. It was a Netflix special, and it was on Jurassic Park. And there were two – it's a cartoon. And there were two girls. They were running away from dinosaurs. They had a little boy with them. And the two girls basically had stopped, and they get away from the dinosaur. And one of the little girls says to the other little girl that she had fallen for her and that she was in love with her. And the other girl says, I feel the same way about you. And then they start kissing. Okay, this is targeting children. It's grooming them to become lesbians and queers. That's what it's targeting. And I thought to myself, gosh, no wonder I loathe Netflix. Can't stand Netflix. 
And see, this is the group of people, the Kabbalist, Luciferian, weirdos that we talked about all week this week. All week we've done in the detail on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday show, we've talked about this. This is one of those weeks of shows that you got to tell your friends about. All three, all five shows need to be listened to because this is the same group that's doing all of this stuff, including telling the military they have to be, you know, shot up. This morning I talked to a pilot friend of mine. He told me that basically almost all of the airline companies or airline manufacturers producing Cessnas, et cetera, and Beechcraft and all the other place people that are basically doing all this, that the, that Goldman Sachs has come in now and bankrupted their stocks and taken over all the companies. And now it's all owned by one giant conglomerate. And I looked at him, I just started laughing. And I, cause I sent him texts and links all the time. And I said, does that surprise you? He goes, absolutely not. That's what they do all the time. I said, that's right. It's the same group that's controlled through State Street, Vanguard, and BlackRock through the Bloodline families that we talk about literally every day. And, and I'm so, I'm be honest with you, I'm just tired of talking about it. But the problem is, you know, at this point, if we don't talk about it, tell you who's doing it, then all it is is to create more confusion. By the way, Starbucks, oh boy, the, the company that everybody who's a Christian should love to hate. It's unbelievable what's happened to this go Starbucks. This is an interesting article by Gregory Hood that says Starbucks gets what it asks for. <laughs> Urban liberals and Starbucks. The company carefully built its image. It has finished and regularly funded explicitly, implicitly anti-white politics, including ruthless affirmative action, deliberately hiring non-whites, and showingly boycotting Christmas by using holiday cups and telling Christians, if they don't agree with their policies, that they need not buy Starbucks coffee. But yet Christians, for some reason, either don't know it or don't care and continue to buy that ridiculously overpriced coffee with all kinds of horrible chemical additives added to it. In 2015, when the great awakening began, Starbucks challenged Americans to walk, talk more about race. They did not mean for Americans to talk about the way America's renaissance does of the hundreds of large companies that trickle to racial orthodoxy. Starbucks might be the worst. However, Starbucks could never overcome fatal contradiction. The company represented upscale urban living with five and ten dollar cup coffee, a refuge from the seedy realities of the city. Starbucks coffee is expensive and perhaps a deliberate choice to weed out undesirable customers. Okay, but here's the problem. They found out that there were certain people coming into their bathrooms who were shooting up drugs. Here we go. 2018, a hapless Starbucks manager in Philadelphia, apparently a liberal feminist, probably lesbian, called the police on two gentlemen in my cafe. They refused to make a purchase or leave. They were black. So this became a national story. With far more coverage than a triple murder, Starbucks groveled. Then CEO Kevin Johnson personally apologized to the two blacks, closed the chain nationwide for a day of racial bias training, and changed its bathroom policy so that anyone could use them and they could stay in them as long as they liked and not leave the bathroom, thereby allowing drug dealers and drug users to go into their bathrooms and shoot up heroin into their veins behind a locked door at Starbucks in the bathrooms without having to purchase anything. Oh, yeah, this is what that policy did, okay? <laughs> and, and so what happens is Starbucks now has basically gone and gotten in trouble. <laughs> it, it's a contradiction the urban white liberals live by. They view their policies and their politics as a status symbol that shows their superiority over other whites by buying $10 cup of coffees, Brands such as Starbucks cater to this self-image. At the same time, white liberals love what Jane Emil Bowie calls white spaces that are orderly, efficient, quiet, and pleasant. Such spaces have to be policed to keep the riffraff out, and the riffraff tend to be non-white. However, if progressive political ideals mean those places can't be policed, they will be overrun. 
white liberals who look for new places to patronize. They will never admit the racial motivation behind their actions, maybe at Starbucks more than anything else, but it doesn't change the company's reliance on white customers. Okay, <laughs> Starbucks has been overrun. Howard Schultz is now complaining about what's happening in his stores. I must say, in the view of my local, state, and federal level, these governments across the country and leaders, mayors, and governors, city councils have abdicated the responsibility of fighting crime and mental health, he reportedly said in a meeting. So in other words, because Antifa has come in and smashed stores and Starbucks stores during protests, including the first Starbucks ever, the big problem is the bums and vagrants who come in and don't buy anything. They occasionally attack customers and staff. So Starbucks may end its open bathroom policy. We have to harden our stores, provide safety for our people, said the CEO. I'm going to say that again. He's now saying we have to harden our stores and provide safety for our people, said the CEO. And I don't know if we can keep our bathrooms open. He blamed the mental health crisis, admitted there's an issue of safety in our stores in terms of people coming in to use our stores as public toilets. Guys, it's about time that Starbucks has basically felt the brunt of what they did. Starbucks is closing 16 unprofitable stores because of safety concerns. Six are in Los Angeles and in the six in the Seattle area, two in Portland and one in Washington, D.C., and the other in Philadelphia, all about highly crimed areas and also all liberal-run by democratically controlled strongholds. Isn't that interesting? In Seattle, property crimes, which include car theft, larceny, theft, and burglary and violent robberies, are up nearly 20% for the first five months of 2022. In Los Angeles, those types of crimes are up citywide more than 14%. In West Hollywood, they're much higher. You know things are bad when even the CNN says Starbucks can't be America's public toilet. <laughs> Starbucks stock is down by more than 31% this year. Good riddance. And Mr. Schultz said many more star stores will close. So I wanted to read that article to you this morning, just let you know that, you know, we are doing this and we're boycotting these people and they've, and, and all their mouth running that they've done that the people in the United States apparently have had enough of Starbucks. And there's stupidly overpriced coffee that's got that's full of all kinds of chemicals, and so I'm saying to, I'm saying to everybody here, especially if you have a church that you go to on a regular basis, and they're still serving Starbucks coffee, that you tell the pastor that you would like to see Starbucks removed because of all of the weird stuff they're involved in, and the anti-white, anti-Christian rhetoric they're involved with, and anybody who wants to basically stand against them needs to stand against them and not buy their stuff, including your pastor from your church or whoever's in charge of doing coffee purchasing for your church. Just thought I'd mention that. But I want you guys to realize that, you know, this is a real problem that we have in the United States. Now, they've got some problems in Mexico City now, too. They're having huge amounts of Americans coming down to Mexico. I know several of them who have moved to Mexico. And now the Mexicans are calling them a plague. P-L-A-G-U-E. You Americans are a plague. Mexico City residents aren't happy that Americans have moved to their city and made things more expensive, demanding that they leave. The Los Angeles Times reported a growing number of Americans area from areas like Silicon Valley and Brooklyn and New York have flocked to the city, taking advantage of its beauty and cheap rent. According to the L.A. Times, the issue is expected to worsen with rising inflations as more Americans look for affordable alternatives. We're the only brown people. We're the only people speaking Spanish except for the waiters. The writer and university professor Fernando Bustoff said, according to the L.A. Times, we're just seeing Americans flooding in. It's people who maybe have their own business or maybe they're thinking of starting some consulting or freelance work. They don't even know how long they're going to stay. They're completely picking up their entire lives and just moving to Mexico. The head of the Welcome Home Mexico, an organization that helps with relocation, 
said that adding that she gets between 50 calls a week from people considering making the move from L.A. to Mexico. So I got a big kick out of this one. So you go to a third world country, which is what Mexico really is. And I said, sadly, it is. And you basically decide to live there because it's gotten so expensive here. And the Mexicans get so mad that they want to run you out because you're causing the prices to go up. The same thing happened in Colorado. Prices were relatively good in Colorado 15, 20 years ago. Then all of the Californians decided to move to California, turning it into a liberal state. Same thing's happened in Florida. They move here because they like the climate or like the atmosphere or like the people, and they turn right around and they ruin the very place they move into. So now the Americans, I guess the, probably the liberals, are moving to Mexico and ruining it down there. But I thought, I thought I got a kick out of that this morning, Austin. What do you think of what's your next story? I could just say irony. The, the irony there is just kind of kind of funny with that one. I'll have to I'll have to give them that one. And it, referencing to Starbucks's stupidly overpriced coffee, which I, I can't think of a better way to describe that. Um, don't forget that they also match their employees one to one on anything they want to donate towards Planned Parenthood. So if a Employee wants to donate a thousand dollars at the end of the year. Planned Parenthood, Starbucks matches that thousand dollars. Don't forget about that one either. And the one that really got me, the one that absolutely made me never step in, this years back when the CEO came out and said, "If you like to exercise your Second Amendment, you can do your business elsewhere." And he was in reference to some individuals who were actually having like a cars and coffee, guns and coffee kind of meet in the morning and picking that place to, you know, go there and buy stupidly overpriced coffee and they were open carrying and their vehicles and walking around and there were a few little you know i guess little karens that got there and kind of got all mad and upset about it and said oh my gosh they're open carrying firearms and very legally in states that were completely legal to open carry and then that's when starbucks came up with the whole if you want to exercise your second amendment uh you don't need to do it here we don't want your business you basically need to leave that was one that that one got me immediately that's when i said well i'm not a big fan of starbucks don't drink coffee anyways haven't been there in long long time but i will make sure i never step foot on their property again because i have no interest in going to a business where the ceo blatantly blatantly disrespects the second amendment of law-abiding citizens remember this the guys that were going there for like the cars and coffee and the guns and coffee in the morning they were all law-abiding citizens most of them were all like upper-end individuals they weren't going there walking around with a tech nine machine pistol stuffed in their pants with their pants sagging below their butt walking in trying to act like thugs they were all law-abiding citizens quite frankly starbucks is probably a heck of a lot safer when they were there in the morning drinking their coffee than any other other time in the day <laughs> But again, you know, you can't fix stupid with some of these guys that are absolutely bent on making sure they push their communist agenda on everybody and everybody's supposed to accept it. Also, to another news, this is interesting. I've been getting article after article over the last couple of days about banks and actual bank branches shutting down. There's an article in the UK talking about HSBC is now cu cutting down 69 branches another one talked about barclays is shutting down 160 branches this year already over in the uk another one customers bank corp that's in pennsylvania they're shutting down like five of their nine pennsylvania branches there's another one that came out now and they're saying that uh that essentially uh 
Uh, Bank of America has been shutting down multiple branches. Wells Fargo has shut down another 267 branches. Guys, this is a lot of branches when you start thinking about it across the across the board. And what's happening is now from the articles I'm reading, they're saying that a lot of these banks are starting to go towards more a digital banking strategy that includes geographic and product expansion and essentially not having bank tellers there anymore. This is the slow phase out that they're doing. This is why I've always told people continue to keep a demand for cash. And it doesn't mean you gotta go into the bank and be like, I want, I want one million dollars in cash. Because they're not gonna give it to you, quite frankly. They're gonna have to order that even if you tried to get that much money, if you had that much money in the bank. But going in, you know, and you cash a check and get an extra 100, 200 bucks in cash and keep it in the backside of your wallet as an emergency. I've always told people this. I've never understood the concept of having zero cash on your person. Cause I know people now that they, they literally keep a card and their driver's license. That's it. To keep it. I got my debit card, which, by the way, I don't ever recommend using a debit card. That's I've got too many people I know that have gotten absolutely scammed on that. If you're going to use a card, at least use a credit card that you're protected with. Like, you know, a card that's going to – if something frauds on it, you can call them up and say, hey, I was a fraudulent purchase. Debit card, you get fraudulent charged on your debit card, and it's deducted right out of your bank account. Good luck getting any of that money back. But I digress. Continue to have some extra cash for an emergency because I can't tell you how many times I've been places, especially rural places, like when we've been up to North Carolina and stuff, and I've gone in like a gas station, and they'll have a big sign of cash only. That's not a big deal to me. I don't mind. I'll be like, okay, you know, here's 20 bucks, and I need to get some gas you know, for a side-by-side or lawnmower or something and uh, on my way. But you think about it, how sensitive – the entire grid system is and how sensitive the electronic system is with a lot of these platforms and how repeatedly we've seen banking sectors collapse over the weekend. We've seen virtual terminals collapse within an hour. We've seen stuff get hacked repeatedly. You always want to make sure if you're in a situation, have some extra cash. I've always told this to my wife whenever we go on a trip or something. I'm not trying to bring a big wad of cash. But I say you always bring at least a couple hundred dollars. If the fuel pumps go out or if you got to get gas or you got to buy something, you just need it right now. Okay, hey, here's 50 bucks. I need this right now. Let's go. And I always, this is my personal opinion, I always keep a couple silver ounce eagles with me as well, just because those are pretty much openly traded on the market with anybody that knows about precious metals. And if you're in a situation and you're trying to barter for something and the entire system goes down, you pull out a one ounce silver eagle, you can pretty much trade that for just about anything in most cases with people that are actually bright. Just my two cents, not giving you financial advice. That's just my personal opinion on these topics. So when you start seeing banks and all these reports about them shutting down branch, shutting down branch, shutting down branch, it's not a coincidence in my opinion. They're getting ready to do the soft opening with the digital currency that's already been out. We've already seen it now. And then now there have been benefits as far as the blockchain and basically to the Bitcoin that we've seen over the years and keeping stuff you know more hidden. But what they're going to do is they're going to continually try to bring in their Federal Reserve digital currency. That's what they want to bring in next. And they're using a lot of that technology in order to bring in their Federal Reserve digital currency that they want everybody to tie into and they don't want anybody to be able to have cash. That's still a long ways off with the platform and infrastructure that we have. But as you can see, that's the overall goal. Just like I told you guys yesterday with the World Economic Forum coming in saying they want to ban all private ownership of cars, want to ban private ownership of houses. That's the whole concept that they're trying to do because if you come in and you've got you know a couple thousand dollars stuffed under your mattress and you've saved it, well, you can go out and pretty much buy anything untracked that you want. 
that's the whole point of cash, right? Being able to purchase something on a whim right now. Hey, here's cash. I need a four war. I need a four wheeler. I need a dirt bike. I need a motorcycle. I need a car. Here's some cash. Here's the title. Gone. They don't want those transactions happening because those are way too difficult to tax and monitor. They want to be able to monitor everything. So continue to keep cash alive as long as possible. Also, to another news, apparently San Francisco and the uh, gay community out there, they can't seem to possibly calm themselves down and stop acting like degenerates. The mayor of San Francisco has now announced a legal state of emergency as of yesterday over the growing number of monkeypox cases. The declaration, which will take effect next week, is basically because the city has 261 cases out of the entire 800 in California, and they're continuing to grow exponentially, apparently, because, you know, you, you can't tell them they're not allowed to go out and go to bathhouses and have orgies, I guess. But you can tell people they're not allowed to go to church and sit in the parking lot and listen to pastor on the radio. And they're definitely not allowed to go into a church without a mask on. You definitely can't have a business if you're not essential. And by means, you are not allowed to be outside after 9 o'clock because the COVID boogeyman flies around. And by all means, do not walk into a restaurant without a mask on. You can take the mask off when you sit down, but you cannot walk in without the mask on. All those things are mandatory when you're dealing with a virus, but when it comes to the gay community, hey, guys, don't worry about it. You can just continue to do whatever you want, even though this is pretty much turned into gay pox and nobody wants to address it, but we're going to address it, and apparently in San Francisco, they're having to address it now because of what they're continuing to do to themselves over there. Just thought I'd throw that out there to continue to encourage people not only to keep your immune system strong, make wise decisions on what you do and who you hang around. It's definitely, you know, there's certain people that especially if they're involved in certain behavior, you may just want to kind of keep them at a distance. I know people that over the years that have been like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm friends with this group or I'm friends with that group. I don't really hang out with them much. And I've always told people before, I said, you know, you start hanging around with this group, you start hanging around with this group on a regular basis, people are going to start, you know, maybe saying stuff. You, know, you start hanging around with a group of gay guys all the time and you're straight. By all means, there are going to be people starting to rumor that you're a gay boy running around. You may not be, but, I mean, is that really the reputation you want to garnish? And that goes in every single direction, my friend. So use wisdom and make the best decisions you can as much as you can. That's my opinion on that, Deb. What do you think? Austin, uh, you know, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. I mean, we, we, do, we talk about this all the time on the show. And, and, I, and I've told you and I've told my friends and I've told my family and I've told everybody that I can. When you hang out with certain people, uh, you're going to have – problems associated with those people that are going to be on you pretty quick uh, the bible says it this way that bad company corrupts good character and i've seen it so many times i saw kids in high school uh, they were basically uh good kids and then they started hanging out with people who like to go out and get drunk all the time and you know and we all drank a little bit in high school some of us drank more than others i didn't drink a whole lot but i did drink some i'm not going to sit here and deny that because back when i was 18 years old it was legal to drink at 18 so you know you got all this stuff going on around you and your parents are in there fussing if they're good parents about don't hang out with so-and-so and don't be around so-and-so. And most of the time, if your parents were good parents, they were pretty much right. And, and that's the sad part about it is as kids, we don't want to listen. And when we do listen, we listen with, you know, we're skeptical or we just say yes, sir, or no, sir, or yes, ma'am, or no, ma'am. And then we turn right around and we do whatever we want to do anyhow. And we hide it from our parents. We get a lot of that too. So all of this stuff happens on a regular basis. And, and, you know, as children, we've just got to learn when we're young that the behavioral patterns that we establish as children, if we can learn those, are going to stay with us the rest of their life. And the sad part about it is that includes drug use. I see that in my own class of high school kids for 50 years ago. 
A lot of the guys who used to use drugs are either dead now, a lot of them are dead, and a lot of them are still using drugs, and a lot of them are alcoholics, and a lot of them are drug addicts. And you think, what the heck? Did that mean that went on for 50 years? Yeah, because there's behavioral patterns that you grade, that you, that's what the Bible says. Train up a child in the way he should go, and he, when he is old, he'll depart from it. You can look at it a different way too, right? Here's how you can look at it. You as a parent need to train up a child in the way they should go. And then basically when they're old, they'll stay in that way. Or if you train up a child in the way that he should go, the way he, he wants to go, and you don't basically keep him guided as far as what he needs to do or she needs to do, they'll not depart from that either. You know, I've seen it. I, I, I talked to a girl the other day. Her name was Grace. Nice girl. And she's got three kids, and, of course, her husband left, and she's on her own, and she basically has made all kinds of bad decisions. And she told me she was raised as a Christian and started hanging out with the wrong people, started making wrong choices. And now she's basically a single mother, you know, struggling to survive and to pay her bills for her family. And I see this all the time. These, I, I knew this one girl in, in high school, beautiful girl, and she dated this guy who was complete and total low life. And all he wanted to do is go get drunk. He had failed a couple of years. He's older than everybody else. And so younger girls were attracted to older guys. And she probably graduated from high school when he was 20. But the point was, he just loved to get drunk. And she got married to him, had some kids. All the kids ended up wanting to drink all the time. Finally, after about 10 years, she divorced him. And she said she couldn't take it anymore. Later, he was found dead from a drug overdose. And see, and, and this is the thing that people don't understand when they're young, Austin. And, and this is why I get in that kick when I start talking to the children because we have four kids. And I'm always saying to them, you can do this if you want, but the consequences are not going to be what you want. So we all have to make decisions every single day based on consequences if we're thinking through the series of problem-solving events that we're living in. All of us have to make choices every single day. Am I going to take the COVID shot or am I going to get fired or I'm going to have to go on leave or will I be thrown out of the military or will I get sick and die from the COVID shot? Or will I take a chance of, you know, Russian roulette and hopefully I get a placebo shot? All of us, if we think through the problems that we have to do, have to make complex decisions on an ongoing basis. Unless we're just sheeple and we're being led because we're being told what to do on a regular basis. And because we're being told, we basically learned how to be programmed and we continue to be programmed. So we've got to start making choices. That's why what I always do when I get under pressure is – I always stop everything. I always say, okay, stop, time out. If someone says to you, and Austin said this the other day, you absolutely have to buy this vehicle today. If you don't buy this vehicle today, we're not going to give you this price tomorrow, and you're going to find out what a horrible deal you're going to get. So if you walk out of here now, this deal's off the table. My response is always, okay, the deal's off the table. Yep. <laughs> you're like, and they're like, well, what do you mean the deal's off the table? I'm leaving now. What do you mean? We've already run a credit check on You already approved for the financing. Uh, no, I'm not going to do this now because you told me this was a deal that I absolutely have to do today, and I don't want to feel as though that I have to do that. But you don't understand. I want to show you the car. Well, well, you should have been acting like that to start with, not like you were, not pretending like you were going to you know, push me into a hard corner and pay $20,000 over retail because you put an addendum on the car. The answer is, how about no, I don't want the car now? Years ago, I'll never forget, I was trading a Toyota pickup truck. Oh, this is back in the 90s. This is 30 years ago. And I was trading it on a Nissan. And this, they did the same thing to me on that. They, they came in. They, I was going to trade this Toyota in on the Nissan. And I, and I just looked at them. I mean, it. It wasn't much of a deal. It was like, it was like, you know, it, it was something like $3,000, $4,000 difference or whatever. And, uh, and, but I, it wasn't a good enough deal. So I needed to have it about $2,000. So I thought Toyota was worth more. And so I just said, okay, I understand. 
And they said, what do you mean you understand? I said, I'm done. And they said, what do you mean you're done? I said, I'm leaving now. And they said, what do you mean you're leaving now? You're taking this Toyota? I said, because they'd already had it sold, apparently. I said, yeah, I'm done. I'm going to take the Toyota home. And they came running out, okay, we'll do the deal. And I'm like, why was that so hard? Why did we have to go through all that? And see, and that's the thing. Always be willing to walk away from a deal. If it's not what you want it to be, just walk away. And, and don't feel funny about you know not doing it right now because you don't have to do it right now. And what Madison Avenue has done because of Edward Bernays, they have programmed you to be, you know, a follower and to be able to be manipulated through mass mind control. I'm going to read you a quote again uh, by Edward Bernays. I, I want you to just stay with this for a second. The consciousness and the intelligent manipulation of the organized habits and opinions of the masses is an important element into a democratic society. Now he's going to tell the truth because, remember, he was a Kabbalist. Now here's what he's going to say. Those who manipulate this, I'm going to say those Kabbalists who manipulate this unseen mechanism of society constitute an invisible government. Whoa, he just said that 100 years ago. This invisible government, which is the true ruling power of our country, that's the Kabbalah. We are governed and our minds are molded and our tastes are formed and our ideas are suggested largely by men that we have never heard of. This is a logical result of the way in which our democratic society is organized. Vast members of human beings must cooperate in this manner if they are to live together in a smoothly functioning society. In almost every act of our daily lives, whether in the sphere of our politics or business, in our social conduct or our ethical thinking, we are dominated by the relatively small number of persons who basically practice from the Kabbalah, who are Luciferians. I'm adding that. Who understand the mental processes because they were given all types of lives by Lucifer and social patterns of these masses as they were given by Lucifer. It is they who pull the wires which control the public mind. Why do you think Jesus said, deliver us from the evil one? <laughs> Why do you think he said that? Deliver us from the evil one. Because he knew it was this evil group that was doing this under the auspices and the training of their master and all the weird stuff that they're involved in. We've talked about this all week. Stay away from the evil one. Get delivered from the evil one. And here was, here's what's going to happen. This is why we tell you, don't play commercials on your TV. I don't even have TV anymore. I have no commercials. I've, just, I've, I've deleted, I, I got rid of cable five years ago. But when I used to have cable, I trained all the children, and Austin has done the same thing. I don't think he's got cable either. To when a commercial comes on, you mute it. You, mute, you teach the kids. You mute the commercials. And you don't allow yourself to be programmed by the commercials and by the subliminal marketing inside of the commercials and all the things that you don't really see that are going on, but your subconscious picks up on it. Because this is how they control the group thing of the masses. And this is how they make people think, oh, it's okay. And Netflix is they're showing two girls kissing. It's okay to have desires to have sex with the same person of your, of your sex. I mean, it's okay to be a homosexual. No, it's not. It's not okay. It is an abomination of God. And God says if you live like this and you act like this, you cannot enter the kingdom of God and you will not be saved. That's what he says in the book of Romans. In the Old Testament, he went a step further. When we were not under grace because of Jesus, and he took them out back and he stoned them to death. You can read that yourself. He killed them. Now, I'm not advocating we go kill queers. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying what happened in the Old Testament. In the New Testament, we're supposed to try to get them to repent, live a life that is of God, and not have that type of behavioral pattern anymore, and try to get them to come to Jesus. All right? The problem is when they get so reprobate, they want to have 100 sex partners a month or whatever. That's pretty perverted, guys. That's some pretty sick stuff. And so 
are they capable of being saved at that point? Are they so damaged emotionally and mentally and spiritually that they cannot even see or believe or know the truth again? Have they been handed over to a reprobate mind? I don't know. I'm hoping that some of them get saved. They clean up their act. They stop living like that because, you know, sin is sin. You know, we all have sinned and we all fall short of the glory of God. There's a certain specific sins that God says don't be involved. Remember, when Jesus is talking to him and he says, if you hurt one of these little children, it'd be better if you'd have a millstone tied around your neck and thrown into the deepest parts of the sea. He knew that these snake people, these Kabbalist Luciferians, had been with him all the way since Moses and before that, since the fall and because of the fall and because of the flood. And with Noah and these, the inbreeding of, the inbreeding of them with Lucifer, he said that their father was Lucifer. He said that. He said they were of the bloodline of Lucifer by implying that. He said that, that their father is Lucifer. He knew that these fallen angels had come in and had bred with humans, and he knew that bloodline was still prevalent, and he knew this Kabbalist group of Luciferians were still calling the show in the temple. He knew that. That's why he said that to them, guys. That's why John called them vipers and snakes, and Jesus called them vipers and snakes. and All of the stuff, all the metaphors that were being used letting you know, hey, these guys are still here, and they're still doing what they do. Well, they haven't gone anywhere, guys. They're still here doing what they do. And now they've manipulated the entire world finances. They control almost all the central banks in the world, except just a handful of them. And they control the money supply. And like Austin said a second ago, they're closing all of these banks because everybody's going to digital banking. Everybody's going to banking on their computers. That's why. They don't have to deal with cash anymore. They have the entries and the debits and the credits. I tried when I started drawing Social Security this year. I tried to get the Social Security Administration to send me a check that I could basically deposit. And it was like a nightmare trying to get it done. And finally, he says, well, you know, it's very difficult to do this. You know, we just want to just wire the money into your account every month. And I'm like, but I don't want you to wire it. I want you to send me a check so I can get the cash. Basically refused. So I had to give them a, basically an account number to have it done. So what do they do? They transfer digital currency into my, into my, into my account for my Social Security. And then they want me to go back on the computer and pay everything with digital currency. That way they can phase money out. That's why we tell you guys over and over and over again, carry some cash with you. Pay for your gas in cash. Pay for your food in cash. That's what I do. I pay for everything I can pay cash for, I pay cash for because I think it's important that we all do that. Uh, what do you think, Austin? What's your next story? Well, you're absolutely right. And I mean, and obviously we know at this current day and age, that's not plausible for everything all the time. I mean, that's why, I mean, we, we, I deal on a daily basis with credit card virtual terminal online. You know, online transactions are virtually impossible to do with cash unless you want to send us a check or a money order, which we still do. We get from a lot of customers and it just, it slows the transaction down. So if you're trying to order something today and you want to ship out next day and have it tomorrow, we can absolutely handle that very, very quickly. But you've got to run on a credit card. But that's exactly right. Stuff that's in-person transactions and stuff like that, always use cash on it. And one thing that I was saying here, and I want to address this real quick, because this is a concept that seems to elude a lot of people when they start talking about different things, especially when it comes to sin. Like Dad said, this sin is sin. It's sin is sin. But all sin has very, very different consequences. You don't hear the reference to basically Jesus saying, well, if you ever told somebody a little lie, then you'd be better off having a millstone thrown around your neck. He doesn't say that. He basically says, if you touch these kids, like this is this foreboding. You don't touch these kids. They're off limits, period. You don't touch them. There's also other certain things that have consequences. Individuals that go get involved in same-sex relationships, there are very different consequences that occur to your body, including all types of different STDs that float around. That's another consequence of that sin. The aspect that they're trying to remove is the concept of you know, these sanitary and dietary laws essentially don't exist 
when they do, and they always have, Old Testament, New Testament, they never change. Washing your hands, that's a good thing to do. You know, even with it's just running water, you know, those are certain things that are just like, okay, maybe I should do those. That a lot of people have this concept where they go, well, I don't have to do this, I don't do that. I can eat all the bacon I want, I can eat all the bacon fat I want, I can eat all the hydrogenated oil I want, nothing's going to happen. There's going to be consequences to your body. Same thing I talked about earlier this week when it comes to food intake and what you put in your body. And I'm I'm on the Hagman Show tonight. I'm going to go into detail on some of that as well on different supplements you can take and different things you can do for, you know, to target certain things in your body. You're trying to increase testosterone. There's natural things that are in the wild that are based from plants that will help out with that. There's also other ingredients that can help out with your energy, like the B12 or the acai purple sticks that we have. There's all types of natural things you can do to keep your body operating at optimal functioning without going in and having to dump in a bunch of different drugs or pharmaceutical drugs or any of this other stuff. Your body's designed to be as clean as it can get. It really is. All this this filth that's constantly out there all the time now, especially now in the food supply, it's not making anything better. It's making everything worse. And that's why God gave us the dietary principles. And it wasn't that they were there to tell you, oh, no, 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 no. You can't do this because if you do it, I'm going I'm, to I'm be mad. I'm going to slap you on the wrist. No, it's like, dude, you shouldn't go eat vultures. Vultures are absolutely disgusting bird. They're designed to eat carcasses and fecal matter. That's what their goal is. That's what their design was for. That's why they were put on this earth. Same thing when it comes to like shellfish. Everybody don't send me letters on this when it comes to, you know, crabs and lobsters and mussels. I've never understood the concept of going and shelling mussels. I know a lot of people say they're good. I won't ever eat them. Because I know what they do. I've done enough research and science to realize they're bottom feeders. They filter the water. It would be like going out to your car and being like, you know what? I haven't cleaned my air filter in my car like 20,000, 30,000 miles. It's just – it's filthy. It's a dirty air filter. But you know what? If I throw this in the oven and I slap butter all over and I put a bunch of seasoning on my can and air filter, you know, I had a buddy tell me it tastes pretty doggone good. I mean I, I don't know what's in it. Probably not very healthy. I know it's got 30,000 miles worth of crud stuffed in it. But, you know, hey, it may taste good if I lather in butter and seasoning. No. You literally go, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard, Austin. Well, the same concept applies, guys, when you're picking bottom feeders up off the ocean. I'm a certified scuba diver. I've dove all over the world. I love diving. I haven't dove in years. I'd really like to again. I just haven't been around to it with work and business and kids and so forth. But when you go out and you're seeing this stuff on the bottom of the ocean, you're seeing all these different you know, aquatic life, it's really cool. But, you know, the last thing I want to do is like, dude, there's a lobster. Let's go grab him and let's crack him open and eat his tail. They're there for a specific reason, and it's not to eat them. <laughs> so that's a concept everybody just has to kind of remember on this. And this is why I've encouraged people right now. There is an absolute war on our bodies with the shots that we see right now, with what they're putting in the water for the last seven years of the fluoride. That's a huge one. With what they're doing to the food supply, the way that Bill Gates and that China's buying up land all over the country as far as farmland, they want to control the food supply as best as physically possible. They want you to have the only option is their food, period. This is why Amazon's got into Whole Foods. This is why Whole Foods has gone massively downhill since Amazon bought them when it comes to actually food quality and not having preservatives on it. Whole Foods, I, I was there not too long ago. So it was the only place to eat that was halfway decent. I went there. I was not impressed at all anymore. It's just like a normal grocery store. It's not clean at all as far as the actual food they have. There's some things, okay, we have certified organic this and that. Overall, completely and totally not about it. Won't ever go there again. 
but Amazon's bought them up, and now they're trying to spread their tentacles and get into the health insurance and get into the pharmaceutical. They're getting into everything. They're poisoning them to control the market. What do you think is going to happen when they start getting involved in food production? Because pretty soon, I guarantee you, Amazon's going to start owning farmland. They're going to start harvesting their own food and selling their own food on Amazon and Whole Foods. Guarantee you it's going to happen next. Or they're going to have some other subsidiary, so it's not Amazon food processing plant. They're going for that. They want to make sure they keep you sick, and that's why I completely and totally encourage people, make sure you're reading the labels. Look at what you're putting on your body. That's why a lot of times I've had people that have ordered organic food buckets from us. They've cracked them open and tried them, and they go, man, these actually taste really good, and I don't feel like garbage when I eat them. I said, yeah. If you're wanting to go buy some cheapo food buckets, then you can go buy them all you want. There's stuff on the market. I've seen it on there. You can get you know, a big bucket for $99. I don't care. It's, it's your food, not mine. But at the end of the day, you eating a bunch of those meals, how do you feel after you eat them? If you haven't eaten them, I highly suggest you do because I've tried everything that I carry. Pretty much every product we have, I've tried before I've ever carried it. So I continue to do your own research on anything that you're considering, especially putting in your body. When it comes to the shots, whether it comes to the water, whether it comes to the food, do your own research as best as possible because there is no doubt about it, an absolute war. And it is not there to keep us healthy. I think everybody got a real eyeful now when we've seen what they've done with these shots and the side effects that are happening with these shots and realized and had that cognitive aha moment. They're not doing this for our health or our protection. They're doing this to make everybody as sick as possible, to keep people wrapped up in the pharmaceutical and medical industrial complex as long as possible. So you'll continue to feed that industry as much as you can until pretty much you're so feeble and sick and out of money, you die. That's the only thing they look at you as, is a financial monetary source to leech off of until they check you out. That's my opinion. Do your own research. You'll probably come to the same conclusion. What do you think, Dad? It's not bad enough that they have to come in and lie to us about everything. They have to steal everything from us before they kill us. I mean, it's, it's sickening. I agree with you, Austin. That's why the medical industrial complex has gotten so absolutely out of control as far as with the lies. They've set up studies that are complete and totally fabricated, don't even work, don't even – 50 percent of the drugs that are put on the market within five years have to be pulled off the market or have their warning labels changed because of unbelievably horrible, unexpected side effects. However, had they done the control studies correctly – they would know the side effects were there. I mean, Austin said the other day it was 450 kids went to this study for these vaccines, and all of a sudden 200 of them disappeared off the study. We don't know what happened to them. It's because they weren't filling the parameters out the way they were supposed to, and they weren't having the results they were supposed to, as far as I'm concerned. That's my opinion. So they have to be deleted from the study so the, mem- so the numbers can be skewed. Yeah, and, you know, and the other thing, too, people are always saying, well, you need to retire at you know, the age of 55 or 65 or whatever you want to retire and just sit around and do nothing. Here's a study just came out from Brain Tomorrow, and it says how to prevent dementia. Household chores, daily walks, and social activities all significantly lowers the risks of dementia. Cooking, washing dishes, and gardening can slash the risk of dementia by more than 20%, according to new research. That's why I say to you guys, stay busy. Continue to do the work of the Lord. Continue to tell your friends about what we talk about on this show and what you read about that you know is true. I love you guys. Have a great league weekend. Please listen to Austin Knight on Hagman. I will do a great job. You guys are absolutely awesome. Austin, go ahead and finish it up, and we'll talk to you on Monday. Thank you again, my friends, for getting the truth out there. I keep getting more and more emails where people are constantly trying to – 
you know, just send us positive stuff or send us articles and send in. I try to keep up with them the best I can, but there are a lot of emails I get, but I thank you. I try to get through all of them. Thank you for the continued support and thank you for pushing forward. You know, like I said, I say this repeatedly. You get two or three people in a group, it's easy to single everybody out. You start having 40, 50, 60 people out of 100. Start pushing back and saying, no, no, we're not going to go along with this. Like I said, well, so the military members, if they start having 30, 40, 50, 60 percent of the military start coming in and saying, no, we're not going to take this shot. We have a religious exemption. It would have shut down the whole U.S. military. Everything would have gone flooded. problem with it is a lot of the members are so conditioned to get these shots because of all the other shots they forced them to get. That's a real problem. And, you know, it's like they, you know, I've talked to guys, you know, a lot of my buddies have when the Marine Corps and stuff, and that's what they say at the very beginning, when you go into boot camp, you know, they drop you down, they make everybody even playing field, they break everybody down to its base, and they basically build you back up and brainwash you. It's just how you build soldiers. And that's what they do. They they can train they train you to follow orders, including even if it's something that's gonna be unbelievably horrific to your health, like a COVID shot. There's no honor in taking that shot because somebody told you to take it. Do you really believe that's something you want to do? Then by all means, go along with it. It's your choice. But do your own research first before you just blindly follow what somebody's telling you to do because they said to do so. So, again, thank you. Get the truth out there, my friends. Be sure Ultimate Multiple Powder on sale finally for the end of the month for the last two more days. Be sure to check it out at healthmasters.com along with the Purple Sticks also on sale right now. I have a lot of other stuff coming out in August, some different specials happening. And be sure to vote for what you want to see when. It looks like the Subling will be 12 and the Vitamin C Powder pulling strong for next week's product of the week. So thank you again, my friends. Have a blessed, safe, awesome weekend. Stay strong as always. And we'll talk to you again Monday on this show as always. Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network.